I grew up watching the folks around me hustle, grind, and do everything they need to survive, most living paycheck to paycheck, all while working extra side gigs in addition to their nine to five. See, Mrs. Juanita bakes cakes, and Freddie cuts grass for our neighbors on Saturdays, and Sheila is a kitchen beautician whipping up hairstyles so she can pay off Fannie Mae, because we know them student loans ain't no joke. Terry is on the corner selling bottled water, trying to make enough money to buy diapers for his daughter. And when Carla isn't working at job number three, picking up orders for Grubhub, she often fantasizes about what it would be like to be prosperous and have a membership at a country club. You see, they all have big dreams, but none of them have their dreams written down. You see, dreams can easily turn into business plans and pathways to prosperity for the next generation. They're all in hustle mindset. For them, hustling and grinding seems to be the only viable occupations. But just imagine if Mrs. Juanita decided to form an LLC and have her delicious cakes sold in grocery stores. Just imagine if Freddie decided to form a lawn care business with his sons and named the company the beautiful outdoors. Just imagine if Terry invested in buying a vending machine to sell those waters and so much more. And imagine if Sheila combined her business degree and knowledge of hair care and made more money than she could ever hope for. The work ethic and passion are in us. Now it's time for us to change from hustle to wealth mindsets. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Welcome to MJ in the Word podcast. I am MJ. And I am the Word. Even though she just dropped the Word today, I'm BJ Word to be exact. Y'all, oh my goodness, let's jump in. Let's that do was it. dope. Thank you. There, Thank you. There was so much in that and and just so so real it was it was so real okay i'm gonna tell you how real that was in a minute but first let's hear the inspiration behind it like what what inspired you to go in that direction with that piece i'll tell you exactly what inspired me is growing up uh, in my neighborhood i always well i always saw people grinding mm -hmm. i always saw people hustling mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i've always had a lot of respect for people who have that kind of work ethic and drive mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned, you saw everything from somebody baking cakes, mm -hmm. somebody cutting grass, somebody selling waters. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was always something. And, you know, it's just like this day-to-day -day grind, day-to-day mm -hmm. -day grind. Yes. But they never thought, like, maybe I should write these recipes down yeah. and pass this down to my daughters. Or, yeah. or maybe I can write this down, form a business, and sell this to a bigger company right. and not just sell it to the ladies at church. Right. With the waters, you know, I talked about the vending mm -hmm. machine. Like, yeah. we don't always think like, oh, that could be profitable. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. I already, I already have this in me, this right. this will and this work ethic, but I'm not using it in a way that could potentially lead to wealth right. for myself and my family. Right. And so that's why, you know, it was the inspiration behind it because I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we got the talent. Absolutely. We got the skill set. Absolutely. It's just like now, how do you turn that into something that is much more profitable? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, y'all. Like like we always mention, when we come in and do our pieces, it is the first time the other one has heard it. Like that's a key staple in our 
uh, in our podcast. So today is my first time hearing MJ's piece. I, you, I We never know what, we know the topic, but we never know what direction the other person is going to go in with their writing. So I said all that to say, I got to get this disclaimer. My Aunt Juanita is the baker in is the family. Knew? How crazy is I that? I didn't right? know that was her name. She didn't even know. MJ doesn't know I have an Aunt Juanita. <laughs> Stop and I'm telling you, her cakes are store worthy. Yep. Okay. Yep. She's at a point now where, you know, arthritis is kind of setting in, in her hands, so she doesn't bake as much as she used to. But there's nothing else that tastes like it. Yep. It just ever, right? So whenever somebody tastes her cakes, you know, wherever I take them, if I take them to a, you know, a, a company, something when I used to work, uh, when I used to work for a place and I would take cakes there or whatever. People want to order, yep. and she's always been good enough to have her own bakery. But anyway, I had to say that to say that this is not about my aunt. <laughs> that is so ironic, though, and it, it is just—it is so ironic. And I think that's what really made the piece feel so real to me. It's like I could see that neighborhood that you're talking about with all these different talented black people in it, and it made me start to really think about the differences between hustling and and wealth that mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. and it really what it sounds like you're describing to me is the difference between survival and thrival that, that's right it. That's and so it. many of us get trapped in a survival mindset it's yeah. like i'm just trying to make it from one day to the next and i get it there's something to be said for that at a, at a period of time our people that's all that we could do but mm-hmm. even in those periods you had people like madam cj walker that exactly. was like i'm not gonna just even though this is the case <laughs> i got all this against me i'm not gonna just survive right. i'm gonna do more than that i'm not gonna just because y'all you can hustle your whole life and, and still die broke absolutely. I, i've got to make that clear absolutely i, mean, I know people who have I, and, I mean yeah it's a reality yeah and, and, and like you said, the difference, I think, between Madam C.J. Walker and maybe somebody else who came up with the hair care line, because I'm sure she wasn't the only mm-hmm. one. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody else came with, up with, like, different products, mm-hmm. and they were using stuff specifically for black hair care. Mm-hmm. But she had vision. Mm-hmm. She had a plan. Absolutely. It, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to sell this out of my kitchen forever. She right. saw something so much bigger. Yes. And a lot of times we don't always see something bigger for ourselves. Even though, like I said, we have the talent, we have the skills, but it's like, okay, sit down long enough to really map this out. Mm -hmm. You can come up with something that could definitely lead you to moving from surviving to thriving. Yes, you can. Got it. You got to have a plan though. You got to like have a bigger vision and see something bigger for yourself. Yes. Yes, you do. And you know, we were talking about hair care and it reminds me of, uh, Dr. Nathaniel Bronner in Atlanta, who was the mm. founder of Bronner Brothers. Yes. And I used to go to uh, Bishop Dale Bronner's church when I lived in Atlanta, and he would talk about how they would be selling their grease from the back of a truck mm-hmm. at one point in time. And now look at it, you know, look, look at what it has turned into. And that was during a period of time founded it. I just looked it up 1947. So you know mm. what was going on, but this man had to see more than that. Like, I'm not going to just work for somebody and just bring home just enough to eat and just to pay the bills and just to get up the, to do it all again the next day. Like there has to be a desire for more. And I think a lot of people have that, but you know what can stop you and I'm, I've been on one of y'all. I'm on a soapbox with this fear thing lately. Mm. I see this as such a huge obstacle for so many people. Yeah. It's just downright evil to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 
looking at fear as something that I feel like just grips people's minds and almost takes over them. And that will stop you from saying, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on myself and start this business. I'm going to take a chance and go in there and ask for that promotion or that raise that I deserve. I'm going to take a chance and apply for this higher position so that I don't have to just live check to check. Like it's not even just about entrepreneurship. It's every area of your life yes. where you're not thriving and where you're just grinding, grinding. Cause you could be an entrepreneur and still hustling. Oh, absolutely. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come, amen. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the truth. And I see it also with entrepreneurs. I see people in hustle mindset when they mm-hmm. have like two and three jobs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not knocking anybody who's done it. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I got multiple things that I'm doing and mm-hmm. a lot of us do work different things, but I think the difference between a visionary mm-hmm. and somebody in hustle mindset is mm-hmm. the visionary sees something so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think about, um, you, you talked about how the Browner brothers were selling hair care products mm-hmm. out of their car. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who did that, like mm-hmm. Master P, or yep. the rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was selling CDs, and, mm-hmm. or at the time, I think it was tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have CDs back then. <laughs> the <mix tapes. laughs> but he was selling tapes, and... Yep. You know, you just look at what he's achieved, mm-hmm. and he always said it too. Like, oh, I knew that was just the starting point mm-hmm. for me. He was mm-hmm. like, I always had a plan. Yeah. I always had it in me. And one thing I have to say this because um, I talked about my neighborhood. There were, you know, some some things going on right. that weren't necessarily legal <laughs> in terms of what was some some things that were being sold by people in the neighborhood. And I look at them too, and I think about the the hustle mentality they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, if only they had a game plan, like you can't do that forever. Cause now half of them, right. you know, who knows where they are. Yep. Some of them might be in jail. Some mm-hmm. may be alive. Some might not. I, mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. I haven't kept up, mm-hmm. but I, what I saw there were folks who were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is brilliant. How you've come up with this whole little strategy on how you're going to sell different things mm-hmm. and whatever. So you see, you see there, the, the mindset and the mm-hmm. knowledge is there. Not mm-hmm. the mindset per se, but the knowledge is there. Right. And I'm like, if only you channeled that yeah. and took that same that entrepreneurial same energy. Yep, energy, yeah. that same, you know, mindset that you're using with this and use it for something else mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. could lead to generational wealth. Exactly. Because we know, like, and I'm just going to say it, you know, with the drug game and stuff like that, there is no in game and no, that usually right right you're usually there's no exit strategy it's no exit strategy it. yeah. unless not you, that doesn't involve jail or, or exactly grave. unless you're yeah. smart enough to say like okay i know i have to get out of yes. this i know this mm-hmm. is not legal i mm-hmm. can't do this forever mm-hmm. um but i just looked and i was right. like dang we got so many like, mm-hmm. highly intelligent highly intelligent mastermind who mm-hmm. could have done anything anything uh-huh because drug dealers are some of the smartest people you ever did brilliant meet. good at math good at science, good at business, because they know who to put on the corner and who not to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they just have that. It's like something that's innate. Mm-hmm. It's a talent that has gone awry, you know, some of it because of what they learned, their environment and all of that. But if you could just see a light and just say, you know what, I'm about to take the same, you know, ingredients that I have and make something else to, because the ingredients are there. It's there. And it's there for a lot of people, too. And, and you know, like I said, I use that example. It's a little more extreme or mm-hmm. whatever but it just goes to show how many of us have the abilities yes. but we we let fear get in the way mm-hmm. or we we let something doubt mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh well you know i can't do that mm-hmm. you know they not mm-hmm. checking to have black people on wall street mm-hmm. or you know whatever right. we, we get in our own way because yes. we assume that 
the plan is going to be too big. Yeah. Like, how, how are we going to be able to execute this? Absolutely. But, but you've got to you've got to see something bigger for yourself. Yes, you absolutely do. And you know uh, what that made me think about the differences when we talk about the mindset. Y'all, mindset is everything. It is. What you think about yourself is everything. I, I preach this. I teach this. If you don't follow me on social media, you need to. BJ Word, okay? Because if you don't believe in yourself, I'm going to get on your nerves and you will end up not following me. But, but most people do start to believe in themselves as a result of some of the things that I say, right? But that is huge with my clients in my therapy practice because what you think about yourself and your abilities and your skills and your talents, your thoughts about that governs everything that you do. It also governs what you don't do. Mm. It governs what you won't ever try, you know? So the mindset is what is important. And when I think about the difference between there are a lot of differences, but when I think about one major difference between a health, uh, a wealth mindset and a hustle mindset, hustling is finding ways to work mm. to me. That's finding ways to work. Wealth is finding ways to stop working. Yep. Okay. That's it. Because wealthy people are always like, how can I, all right, I'm going to start this and I'm going to work it for a little while, but what, I, what do I have to do to get somebody else to be able to run this and I still benefit and still make the That's, money, yep, okay? What, do I, what can I do to make my money make money so that when I'm sleeping, my cash flow is still rolling? When I'm sitting on a yacht in Italy, I'm still getting money, right? That's a wealth mindset. Hustling is let me find ways to work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wealth says let me find ways to stop working. And that's what I'm doing on a daily basis. I'm trying to find ways to, to not work. Yeah. And let my work do the work. Yes. And I'll admit, because I I was in hustle mindset Come for a on, long time. Me too. And even just recently, me, I, I just had to recently. check myself. I Come was on. like, all right, mm -hmm. you are going back to, oh, I got to work this. I got to do this mm -hmm, in order mm -hmm. to make a little extra. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, uh, for a lot of us, if we weren't raised in a, an environment where the prosperity and wealth mm -hmm. was something that was talked about. Mm -hmm. If it was like, oh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. You grow up with that. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to naturally have a mindset of, okay, well, I just need enough to survive. Yes. I, I don't want to make too much mm -hmm. because God be looks down. Right. Greed. God looks down on that. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, I had to check myself. I was like, Wait a minute, but some of the most prosperous organizations are some of the churches. Yep. <laughs> some of the most prosperous Ooh, organizations, are, you know. And so I'm like, you know, wealth. It's a double standard here. It is. Well, <laughs> wealth can't be all that bad. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, no, I, for me, it is a constant having to check myself. Like, yep. oh, nope, you in hustler mindset. Mm -hmm. Get out of hustle mindset. Mm -hmm. Think prosperity, think wealth. Like you mentioned, think mm -hmm. about different ways that you can invest mm -hmm. and watch your money grow without you having to work yourself to the bone. Yes. There are some days I'm like, all right, I didn't work the 13 hour day. I'm exhausted because I'm in hustle mindset exactly. sometimes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But then when I stop and say, you know what, let me come up with this program. Mm -hmm. Let me develop a course, an online course. All people have to do. I do the work up front, but they just and register they just and click. boom, yes. and the content is already there. 
and I don't have to keep working. So it's right. like just just that small mm-hmm. of a shift in mm-hmm. the mindset mm-hmm. will help you come up with a, a game plan right. and a strategy to get out of having to work like crazy. Exactly. And, and y'all, we, we I need to definitely make that clear. We're not talking about being lazy. That's not mm. what this is about. No. There are going to be days that wealthy people have a lot to do. Their schedule is packed from, from morning to night, you know, but it's about the thinking behind it. And when you were just talking about – um, you know, some of these things that we're taught that are so ingrained in us, you know, it made me think about an episode of Good Times where the character, Florida Evans, um, they didn't even have money for the rent. Yeah. And she was like, what well, they always didn't have money for the rent. But on this particular episode, she had, she was going to pray. And she said, Lord, I know it ain't right to ask for selfish things, to use your prayer, to use your prayers for selfish things. Ma'am, your family about to get put out on the street and you have this, you have that ingrained in your head that you're not supposed to pray and ask God to help you come up with the rent money. So yeah. you know you're not about to ask him for anything else. You understand? And I brought that example up because so many of us were taught that yeah, way. Yeah, we were, unfortunately. You know, it's unfortunate. we're taught that way. Like, it's just this bare minimum borderline and you don't cross that line because you're, you're going to be evil and overtaken you know by money if you do and there are a lot of examples in the media we've talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit before i don't like that that every time you see any black character on any show especially a black woman and she's wealthy she done got there by stabbing folks in the back or stabbing them literally with a knife or you know <laughs> hustling killing folks have everybody got to be cr- crooked right <laughs> <laughs> where are the examples of wealthy people who are still kind yeah. who, like it's like they paint this picture that it's impossible for you to be both and to have that compassion but that all goes back to your thinking yes. and your relationship with money Yes. Talk about that for Come a minute, Come on. Talk I'm about glad, that. I'm glad you said that because people don't see money. Like, sometimes people don't always see money as something that, you know, they can build and grow. Mm-hmm. Like, they, mm-hmm. they see it as, oh, I got to have this to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can absolutely attract. Mm-hmm. You can attract certain absolutely. things when you change your relationship with money. Yeah. And you change your mindset. I'm so glad you mentioned uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it was something else you said. I'm trying to think. Um, but no, absolutely. I would love to hear your take on that. Too. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of us have an unhealthy relationship with money. Mm. I'm working on changing mine now because it's uh, it has always been fear-based for me. Yeah. Um, I grew up in kind of a dynamic where, you know, both of my parents worked. My mother was was ve- very successful in her business. But when it came to the management of things, she was real hand off, hands off, really uh, standoffish when it came to it. And my father, now my, my folks are old, you know, they, they, they elderly people at this point. So the way he grew up was you save, you know, you put a little away, you don't, you don't spend. And that's not you're not going to get to wealth by having just a savings account, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but they never dug any deeper than that to go into, this is how we invest other than your job telling you what to do because it's a 401k. So you just do what your company says. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't have though, that healthy relationship with money, you will be afraid of it. You'll be afraid to check your credit score. You'll be afraid. We were taught, don't you, don't you use them credit cards. This is Mm -hmm. for emergencies only. Then, lo and behold, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and he like, oh, uh, don't follow me if you don't believe in using credit. 
Because yeah. I can teach you how to use your credit to get use other people's money to get rich. Yes. So, yes. you know, it, it all goes back to um, what you think mm-hmm. about money. How do you view it? Is it using you? Is it something that you feel like you have to chase after? Or is this something that you feel like you can use as a tool in order for you to be able to do so much more for so many other people? That thinking has got to change. And it's, it is scary, y'all. It can be. It can be. And I am of the firm belief that I think God wants us to do well and be and live in abundance. A hundred percent. I know there are certain beliefs about money is the root of all evil and stuff like that. But I think if we are living in a way that is in, in accordance with what God wants, like God wants us to thrive. God mm-hmm. wants us mm-hmm. to do well. God yep. wants us to be able to help others and serve others. And you can only do that if you're bringing in money for yourself so that you can give to others. Exactly. Right? Um, and, you know, when I, I, I explain it to people that way, it kind of changes their perspective. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess, yeah, if you look at it from a philanthropy standpoint mm-hmm. and being able to help your community, help your neighbor, yeah, I got to be in a state of wealth and prosperity and right. able to take care of myself right. so that I can help others. Right. Because here's my thing about wealth, too. If you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to help others? You're not. You can't. It's the same thing. <laughs> it, it's similar to like if you're operating on an empty tank, you're exhausted mm-hmm. all the time, you're tired. You can't help the next person. You can't be a caregiver for somebody else. Right. The same thing is true about wealth. Absolutely. The reason Bill Gates is able to, you know, give $10 million easily to some foundation over in another country is because he has generated enough wealth and built up enough to where mm-hmm. he can now contribute mm-hmm. to other folks and help other folks. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way to look at it too. Like for the people who struggle with, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to earn too much. I don't, right. you know, right. think about the change you can make Absolutely. if you do reach a certain point Absolutely. where you have that wealth conscious. Right, right. Because the thing is, if you do keep that hustle mindset, you will only have enough just, exactly. just for you. And you know, maybe the, the people in your household. But when you get to a wealthy mindset, and you can practice this even on the level that you're on right now, right? And um, um, because we all, everybody has something more than, than somebody else. Like there's always somebody with a little less than you, right? So you can even practice giving even on the level that you're on right now. I try to do that. But the more you have, the more you can give. Exactly. And when you start to view yourself as like a distribution center, like, Lord, I need stuff to be flowing through me, mm-hmm. right? It's not that. just a long list of stuff that I want. Give me, give me, give me. I'm not trying to be a, just a warehouse. I'm trying to be a distribution center. I need stuff to come in, and then I need a certain amount of stuff to go out. And in order for that to, for the distribution center to run properly, then I need more. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I, I love giving. I love over tipping. I just love it. I love p- tipping people who don't normally get tips, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to buy a house for people. You know, I want to be able to pay off some student loans. I want to be able to do, you know, buy people a car. All of these different things. And in order to do that, that mindset has got to change. Like you have got to get to a certain place in order to do it. And you have to have a healthier relationship with money so that you're not afraid of it mm-hmm. and its possibilities. Yes. And you know what? The, one of the things, I know we talked about this before, Black Wall Street. I always, mm-hmm. you know, I have so much admiration for mm-hmm. what they were able to achieve in right. Oklahoma when they had that. Um, and one of the reasons it worked so well is because you had folks in the community who all knew, like, okay, yep. we're going to support each other's businesses. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to accumulate a, a certain amount of wealth and pour it back into mm-hmm. our community, mm-hmm. right? Like they had it down to a science and mm-hmm. they were doing it so much that mm-hmm. certain people felt some type of way like, right. wait a minute, these black folks over here prospering? Right. We're not making this kind of money over exactly. here. We got to destroy this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it can be done. Mm-hmm. I go to these events, BJ, and we talk about how to close the racial wealth gap, right? How to close the gender gap. You know, it's some of the same conversations. And a lot of it does come down to we cannot be afraid of wealth. And when we do get the wealth, we have to think about how are we contributing Mm -hmm. and supporting Mm -hmm. others so that we can keep the wealth going and and grow even more. Right, right. Right. Absolutely. And you know, Something that you mentioned about um, Black Wall Street and how they made up in their minds to support each other, that is a wealth mindset. That's a wealth mindset. Because that means that I'm not afraid of you succeeding because I'm going to succeed too. A hustle mindset can lead you to lack. It can lead you to thinking there is not enough. When that's a lie, they print more money right now. There is enough. There's plenty of it. There's more to be made out here, right? But if you get in that focused mindset of just you know i just gotta grind i just gotta get this done i just gotta you're not going to be thinking about supporting other people the the idea and i see it all the time of supporting somebody else who does the same thing that you do oh my goodness that's a wealth mindset right there because i'm not worried about how many clients you get because i'm going there's enough for me too right but that hustle mindset won't do that you know and and that's sad because then you have black businesses not supporting each other which is ridiculous it is, and I'm glad you pointed that out because I see it happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just imagine if you all, yes, you both work in the hair industry, mm-hmm. for example. You're both hairstylists. Imagine if you all combined forces mm-hmm. and, and decided to collaborate. How much more revenue would you bring right. in if you took that mindset of, okay, I see this partnership mm-hmm. as a potential opportunity for me to increase my wealth mm-hmm even more right and so you're absolutely right we we have to get out of that that hustle lack mindset mm-hmm. of oh oh i can't work for her she do she do the same thing mm-hmm. she bake cakes too mm-hmm. she does this mm-hmm. too like you have to look at it bigger think mm-hmm. and that's what smart smart wealthy people do exactly for example you think about investors mm-hmm. they're like oh this is a brilliant idea right let me invest in this let me put some money in this because i can profit from this yep you got to take that same mentality Mm -hmm. when it comes to you and and what you're doing Mm -hmm. like whether it's you know whatever your um you know passion is whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. um to try to generate wealth Mm -hmm. you have to think about it that way too right because you see you see major corporations doing that all the time and they they collaborate they merge they merge very well um you see People like Disney doing stuff with HBCU colleges is mm-hmm. a great merger. You see McDonald's caught on to the 365 Black. Aha, uh-huh, here we go. It's a it's a good merger, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see that type of collaboration, and that doesn't happen if you are in a hustle mindset. And I want to make this very clear, too. I want people to understand this. <laughs> you could get rich with a hustle mindset. You, mm-hmm, there are some mm-hmm. people with money. Maybe they inherited or maybe they, they worked or maybe they started a business and it was successful, but that hustle mindset is still there and you can tell it by the way they act. Yes. You can see that in certain celebrities. You can tell who has a mindset of wealth versus who has a mindset of lack and poverty. And if you watch their life long enough, you'll see who's able to hold on to what they have versus who ends up filing bankruptcy. Yep. How do you get to be a millionaire and then lose all of your wealth? 
it's because you didn't change your thinking before you got the money. Yes. And that's what is important. That's key, you know? Yes. Okay, so do you watch the show uh, Snowfall? Have no, I've okay. heard about it, though. You know, as you were talking, it made me think about the main character. Um, and he had an issue. Basically, he, he, you know, was doing something that was not legal. Right. <laughs> but he got a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. He built up so much wealth, but he never got out of that hustle mindset. Mm-hmm. And he just always wanted more, always wanted mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had this very selfish view of mm-hmm. like, okay, I got to achieve this. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it got the better of him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up like in the very end of the show, he lost it all. Yeah. You know, and we've mm-hmm. seen that time and time again, like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if only he would have shifted his mindset yes. and said, okay, let me take the money that I do have. I mean, this man had millions. Yeah. And let me invest it in properties. Uh-huh. Let me invest it in real estate. Let me invest it, you know, in the stock market mm-hmm. or whatever. But he just, he couldn't get past. Thinking like a poor person. Thinking like, yep, he always had mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. keep going. And I'm like, bro, you made it. Yeah. And so that's why money, like you can have money, like you said, and still have a hustle mindset. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it, it's like and all still about not be wealthy because you're still working for it. Exactly. Like if you don't show up on <laughs> to do this, you haven't done anything to make your money work for you. Exactly. Right? And so that that's the difference because you you still you know you still have the wrong mentality, mm-hmm. and so you're still having to actually physically show up and do the work yeah. in order to make the money. Right. So you still haven't reached what what I would consider is wealth. I agree. <laughs> Can we go back to something you talked about? You talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is like a classic. Um, I have not read it in forever, but I do remember like some key points in there. Mm -hmm. What has that been like for you? I know you've been reading it. Oh, my goodness. I am late to the party with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I just started on it. And um, well, I finished I finished the book, but I'm saying it just came into my hands this year. I just started on it this year and I've already finished it. But uh, now I'm doing like the study, going back through doing the study guide. But it has been an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, for those of you who don't know, it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. This book was written maybe 25 or 30 years ago. And they've done like a re-release um, because it's the anniversary of it. And so there are little tidbits in there where they say, in this year, such and such happened. And then they compare it to 2022, right? So I highly recommend the book. But it really grabbed me by the throat because it helped me to understand um, that my thinking really had to change because I've been in hustle mode too. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie about that. This is why this episode is it's home for me so much because, I, you know, you out here trying to see all the people. I'm a therapist. I'm trying to get everybody in. You know, that's fear. Mm-hmm. I can't miss a dollar. I can't miss a dollar. Yes, you can. You got to pull back sometimes. And he talked about that, just being strategic. And he, the, the main thing I think that hits home for me with that book is he, he's like, if you don't change your thinking and you don't get some financial literacy, it doesn't matter how much money you get. Money, more money is not necessarily the answer to your problem. Exactly. You need to know what to do with it when you get it so that you don't have to keep going through the same cycles and the same cycles. And he was just explaining that if you, you take somebody, they don't have financial literacy and financial education, you give them a bunch of money, they're going to end up right back in the same situation. Yes. It's been life-changing. It has been a life-changing book. And you want to know something crazy? Because you just mentioned that. I was like, I literally just had a a conversation with my accountant this morning, and that was one of the things she said. It's Mm. like what happens a lot of times is people will finally generate a certain amount of money, but then they're not prepared for it. Right. Like the, the, the lack of money. 
Like, I mm-hmm. love YouTube. So mm-hmm. I go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who it is. It could mm-hmm. be like some young Gen Z or like, yeah, mm-hmm. I made a million dollars off of TikTok. Right. <laughs> and I'm listening. I'm right. like soaking it in. Like yep. you have to be willing to learn uh, financial literacy skills mm-hmm. and learn like what are other people doing right. that has worked really well and right. how can I potentially use the same method mm-hmm. to generate wealth for myself but it's just that's another thing it's so many people who don't really want to take the time to invest yep. in knowledge and you don't have to get a degree for that mm-hmm. like you absolutely just, not you know, right down the street go to the library they got tons of books yep. on how to how to build a successful mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. Um, what was that one book think and grow rich I remember that mm-hmm. one that was a big mm-hmm. one um, but you have to be willing to read Warren Buffett. Anybody who knows me knows I love me some Warren yeah. Buffett. Cause I mean, this man, I was like, he has really mastered the art of making money and make his money work for him. Mm-hmm. And he tells you like, Oh, I read like five hours a day. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you have the time, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Warren Buffett, how do you have time? But if, if he didn't do that, he would not have the knowledge that he has. Right. He wouldn't know how to invest. He wouldn't right. know how to, um, you know, get different ventures to be really profitable. Right. So you have to be willing to invest in the knowledge and right. read and learn as much as you can if mm-hmm. you really do want to become wealthy. Absolutely. I think that's a, that gets overlooked sometimes, and it, it's important. It really does. But you know what, MJ? It's, it's so important to mention this. He has time to read because he's not seeing every client. That's he's it. He's not taking every appointment. He's not running to he, – he has to say no to something and we you know we we have this misconception about you can have it all and really you're not having it all you're having the things that are the most important to you so you've got to prioritize because if i'm gonna take this hour to read that means that's an hour that i'm not seeing a client yeah right so if i'm afraid that i'm gonna miss some money i'm gonna be working all day long until you know i'm a therapist when i get through if i see so many people in the day (laughs) i'm going to bed yeah i'm not about to read anything i don't want to even hear my own thoughts okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) after that so if if you don't decide you have to make a a choice and you have to say you know what okay i'm gonna pull back from this thing over here so that i can have more of this thing over here right Right. so um i have to take the time to read rich dad poor dad another book that i highly recommend um we should all be millionaires by rachel rogers if you listen to me you need to get that book right now today go on and order it on amazon i listened to the audiobook that's the first audiobook i've ever listened to because i like books in my hand to turn pages but my cousin was like you have to hear her say this and i highly recommend that audiobook just Turn it on when you're driving down the street, you know, whatever the case may be. She goes into so much, but she talks about broke ass thinking. That's what mm. she calls mm-hmm. it. That's her word. Mm-hmm. Broke ass thoughts. And <laughs> she talks about how if you don't get out of that broke ass thinking, you're going to stay right where you are. So it is so important. She talks about outsourcing, you oh, know, yeah. the little things that you don't have to do get somebody else to do it, you know, turning certain things away. Like, okay, I know that I need to wash the dishes, but I can pay my 20 year old cousin to come in here and do this. And then that time right there, I can use to, to go on YouTube. I can use to go and learn something. I can use to go sit in the library or whatever. So you got to be able and willing to turn something down so that you can invest in your education about this. There, there is... (laughs) there's knowledge here that a lot of us just don't have. And if we had it, we could do a whole lot more. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because so many of us, I'm guilty 
um, we'd be like, well, you know, I got, I'll take care of it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, it got to get done a certain way. Super wealthy people don't do that. They not out there cutting their own grass. No. They're not <laughs> doing the dishes. You know, they're, they're they, they outsource. They have assistants. Mm-hmm. They have a whole team mm-hmm. around them for a reason mm-hmm. because they recognize if they're going to focus on some of the bigger picture things mm-hmm. that need to get done, the big vision, right. the big meetings and all of that, mm-hmm. they have to have other folks they can delegate to. Right. Absolutely. And that is an important part of it, too. I can't think of one billionaire who does not have a, a solid team around. Yes, them. you, you have, have to be willing to give up certain things, too. Yeah. And that 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 can be a hustle uh-huh. mindset if you're like, well, I just got to do it. I got to do everything. No, it's not sustainable. Right. It's not healthy. You're mm-hmm. going to burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. And plus. How can you focus on the bigger things mm-hmm. that are really going to get you to where you want to be financially mm-hmm. if you're trying to do it all? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. And you guys, we get it. When, when everybody listens to this is not a billionaire, not a millionaire, you might be living check to check right now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, look, I can't afford to hire somebody to do this. Do what you can on your level. Right. Yes. There's something you can turn down. You can. It, it might be, something. you know, you might have to turn down some time on Facebook. You might have to, you know, like I said, hire that, that little boy that come down the street and knock on the door and say he want to cut the grass and do your flowers. You might have to relinquish that. Go on and get a chat at $20, or whatever he's asking for to do it. You know, there's something on some level that you can outsource. That that young cousin that, that's trying to make some money for the summer, you might need to get them to come to the house and do some things, right? And to you have money that sometimes it's just going in the wrong place. Look at what you're spending on your fast food. You might be able to cut Mm. that down and put that over here to pay somebody to come and clean up so that that gives you more time to invest in your financial literacy. I'm telling you, like, it's so easy to get trapped in the wrong mindset, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm like, I have to fight this myself. Like, just yesterday, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking at my account. Like, okay, wait a minute. Do I need to do something? Like, let me go and look on Indeed. And I was like, BJ, stop. Yes. We're not doing that, sis. We're not. That's not where you are. Calm down. Yes. <laughs> you, you, and, and think. Because sometimes, you know, you need to sit down long enough to think your way out of your financial situations. That's and that's another thing Robert Kiyosaki talks about is sitting down and thinking your way into wealth. Yeah. But we don't make the time to do that. You got to so make often. the time to do it. I'm glad you said that, too, because. I was just looking at jobs the other day. So I'm a full-time entrepreneur for everybody out there. And uh, I was just like. <sighs> it's God popping both our hands. I know. I was like, <laughs> now nah, I know good and well. And I, like, I know that if I work for somebody else, I'm going to have a set salary. Mm-hmm. There's no potential for growth. You may get like mm-hmm. a raise every other year or mm-hmm. something. But it's like very minimal. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I can achieve as a business owner is, is going to be a lot lot different uh-huh. because I set my rate. Yep. I have say over, okay, this is what we're going to focus on. These yep. are the services we're selling. Mm-hmm. And so I had to stop myself because mm-hmm. I was like, I went into panic mode a little bit like, yeah. oh, okay, I ain't got no, no client currently. And this client, I'm done working with them. What am I doing in between? Mm-hmm. I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because anybody who's new to operating a business, no, you, you have to, it takes time to build up that client mm-hmm. base, the mm-hmm. clientele. And so there are moments where I panic, but yeah. then I had to check myself. Mm-hmm. I said, you're going into a fear, hustle mindset. You, you about, you, look, you out here looking for freelance work, <laughs> like, oh, maybe I can write. I can do some, some, some background work for people. And okay. I'm like, but here's the thing, but me doing that for somebody else is taking time away mm-hmm. 
from me investing the time mm-hmm. in my business, me investing the time to learn mm-hmm. more about how I can build up, mm-hmm. you know, a bigger client base mm-hmm. and everything like that. So you just sometimes you just have to get out of your own way. Yeah. Don't let fear get you in a situation where you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Cause I almost felt like, okay, I got, I got to get a job. Yeah. I mean, cause, <laughs> because it's been so ingrained in me for so long. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and it eats up your time. And, and I'm going to say this to people, even as a, as a licensed therapist, like, um, you need to understand this. There are going to be moments of fear. It's going to pop up. You're going to panic sometimes. It's not a good idea to make decisions right there. Yes. Okay. You need to make your decisions with a sound mind. You need to be in your right mind. This is what I always talk to people when they get ready to quit something or change something. I need to go back to it. Were you in your right mind when you decided to start on that in the first place? Because that determines if you need to keep going or if you, you never should have been here in the first place, right? And if you decided to start on something based on panic and fear, a lot of times you didn't make a healthy decision. Fear led you to make that decision, right? So I would just encourage people, don't, yes, that fear is coming, that panic may come. Don't let that set in and don't let that govern what you do. Those are emotions, okay? Recenter yourself, focus on yourself, right? And I encourage people to get a routine where you step away. This is what the hustle won't let you do. Step away so you can relax, daily okay step away so you can have some downtime so your mind can settle god often talks to me and drops fabulous ideas when i'm chilling out not when i'm you know in panic but lord what you want me to do what you want me to do what you want me to do and you're like you know what i'm not really stepping into that right now when you calm down (laughs) you can hear me and he'll drop great ideas and it's like oh that's so simple right Mm -hmm. and so you want to be able to work smarter not harder but in order to do that, sometimes you got to chill out. Got to chill. You got to go go ahead and take that vacation. You got a little money there. Go ahead and take it if it's going to help you to calm down. Go ahead and, you know, light your candles. Go ahead and, and, and sit in the bathtub for a long time. Whatever it is so that you're not constantly in work, 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 work. Amen. That's a song. I like the song. <laughs> Let's not live like that, okay? <laughs> I like the song, too. We love uh, Riri. But Riri love has a wealth mindset. Okay. Okay, exactly. what does she do at the Super Bowl? She she. She whipped out of her own makeup brand. Exactly. And said, oh, here's my makeup during the Super Bowl performance. And her sales shot up. Exactly. Because she was thinking wealthy. She Mm -hmm. was thinking like a CEO. She was thinking like a businesswoman. Right. And it wasn't just the, um, she wasn't chasing money. She wasn't. Even in that move. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was not, and and Robert Kiyosaki says this too, if you're working for money, you're going to be working for it for the rest of your life. He talks about stop working for money and go to that mindset where you're not chasing it anymore. Okay. Because uh, this is important too. He says that being broke is temporary. Being poor, that's in your thinking. And that's more of an eternal thing. So yeah, Riri was thinking with wealth right there. She's like, I'm not worried about y'all, this check y'all. I'm not worried about that. That I got something else going on. (laughs) It was. And can I say this? Look, if you are surrounded by people who you know, Because you know I'm about to go. She did a little high note, the little gospel note. If you are surrounded by folks who are not on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. in terms of how they think, Mm -hmm. it is okay to surround yourself with some new folks. Yes. Um, And I'm not saying you got to completely abandon them, but I know there are people in my life that, you know, when I used to talk to them, I would feel drained after, or Mm -hmm. I would feel like, oh, maybe I can't achieve that because they, they only saw something that 
you know, it wasn't that big. Right. It was like, this is all I think I'm capable right. of. So this is all I think you're capable mm-hmm. of. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to walk away you from it. To. And you like for to. me, for example, I surround myself with people now who I know have a certain drive, mm-hmm. certain motivation. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to you, I leave feeling renewed. Yep. Like I'm probably going like, to leave. I'm about to get on this. I know I can do, it. do this. That, those are the type of people you need to be around yes. if you want to be in that wealth mindset. Mm-hmm. Wealthy, wealthy people hang out at country clubs for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned the country club. They hang out around other folks Absolutely. who have the same mindset, mm-hmm. who, who are on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. So that is really important to consider that, too. Absolutely. That thinking right there. And wealthy people have a mindset of being able to shift and pivot. Yes. So they can change from one thing to the next. You mentioned people wanting to keep you in the same, you know, pigeonhole you in the same thing forever. Mm-hmm. There have been people that I've talked to where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to get out of this doing individual therapy right. and go into some different directions. Oh, what you want to do that for? That's what your degree is in. I mean, people <laughs> in our generation, like, are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. And I realize now that this is not a conversation for you. Yeah. Okay, I don't need to have. So you might not even cut people off, but you do need to pay attention to who you're talking to and what they're saying to you. Because yes. you don't want to get stuck because of the people around you. Exactly. Well, I know, like, when I leave here now, I'm like, I, I look, I typed in the name of the book. What was it called? We Should All Be Millionaires. We Should All Be Millionaires. I'm by ordering Rachel that Rogers. when I get home. Oh, it's so and good. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because yes. I haven't listened to that in so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, just conversations like this where you exchange in knowledge with folks who yeah. are just like, on the same page it's like you know what this this is what we all should be doing right. like it's important to align ourselves with the right people if, right. We're, if we're truly going to get into a wealth mindset and shift from that hustle mindset you got to be around other folks with the same wealth mindset absolutely absolutely and you know keep that in mind y'all it's all about your thinking all about your thinking no no offense to people who Side hustle, hustle this, hustle that, hustle that. Okay, but if you're just going to constantly be on that grind, that's where you're going to be, on mm-hmm. the grind, like a hamster on a wheel. And that wheel is not going anywhere, <laughs> yeah. but around around in circles. So we are talking about forward movement. And in order to do that, um, you got to change the way you think. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you all are feeling motivated and, uh, you know, you, you shift in your mindsets as you listen to this. I know a lot of you all already are in the wealth mindset, but, um, you know, just know that it does take work. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can do overnight. Right. Like you have to constantly check yourself and say, oh, oh, I'm going down the lack mindset. Mm-hmm. Let me come back over here to where I need to be in mm-hmm. order to achieve what I need to achieve. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right, y'all. We will talk to y'all again soon. Um, we want to see more millionaires out there, man. Let's go. Why not? Why not? Why the hell not? Come on. I had to say it like that. That's all right. Can I say that like that? I like, I like how you said that. Why not me? Why the hell not? (laughs) Why not me? Okay. I am God's child. Yes. He said life and life more abundantly. So why not? Okay. Why not you? listener why not you let's go all right all right right, thank y'all for listening y'all stay up stay up